0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast, covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt. Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Catalonia, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased, or are we? And yes, I did add a little uh, slice of geography to that, <laughs> just as a hint of where this podcast is going. I am your host, Brian NKC. You can follow me on Twitter, that is at H-E-F Ways to follow the podcast is on Twitter, at H-E-F-Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram. That is hey frankfurt on the gram. Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. Throw us a fun email. Every now and then, we'll read them out. HeyEintrachtFrankfurt at gmail.com. Or you can be a scumbag as some certain uh, angry Barcelona <laughs> fans from uh, Colombia are from time to time. <clears throat> <laughs> Getting past that, <laughs> I have the privilege to say that we have a full house tonight to talk about Eintracht versus Barcelona, leg two. Remember, the first leg was a 1-1 draw, so today was for all the marbles. Going around the table uh, and going to the the nearest uh, to me, it is uh, St. Louis and Nathan. Hey, bud. Three in a row. Brian. You're on a roll here.
1: woo well, if they keep going like this, I might have to make it a superstitious uh,
0: chain of events. So, man. And we also, uh, to the north, we have Chris in Detroit. How you doing, bud? Good, Brian. Took a couple weeks off.
2: Uh, had some stuff to do. And I think I chose a good time to come back. We got a few things to talk about here.
0: Um. Only a few good things to talk about. Uh, you're not talking about U.S. Open Cup action, are you? Because you know, I mean, uh, some we teams can. have to wait to till you know the important stages to participate. Yeah, we can, but
2: there's a few bigger things going on in Europe right now, so. Sure, we'll stick to true
0: that. true let's stick to the topics uh let's go to <laughs> about the place to me that is about as close to europe as humanly possible without going to europe or montreal or quebec for that matter it is matt in new york how goes it still drunk brian and i'm fucking loving it all <laughs> right all right how how many beers did you crush so Brian, you are the, It is obvious. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that Matt is the younger of uh, the panel.
3: I mean, I hope my work doesn't hear this. So uh, if, I, if they do, uh, well. But I mean, cracked a beer at three o'clock. Right, I kicked off. I crushed crushed the IPA from the other half brewing company. Shout out to the other half, and then uh, crushed another one at halftime, and then crushed another one during the second half. And then when final final kick happened, I shotgunned one for celebration reasons. And then <laughs> I, I had like one more during dinner. So I'm flying high, Brian. I mean, this is an unbelievable day to be a Frankfurt fan. You know he's in his 20s because he's shotgunning IPAs. Oh, no, 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 no. I shotgunned a McUltra. I'm not going to give myself that oh, credit. Okay. No, yeah, I was going to no. say, I'm
0: like, dude, I uh, haven't been there once before. That gave me indigestion that I have still never had so bad ever since in my life. Uh, yeah. You only shotgun the cheap crap.
3: I'd be I'd be sorry by words of <laughs> it if I shotgun at an IPA. Oh, my God. But. I mean,
0: I have crushed a Guinness in like one go. But well. like that was, I mean. That was like my hazing absolutely. Uh, hazies are separate. I
3: love them like that. And I, if I shotgun that, I mean, oh my God, I feel like I'd be. Gross. (laughs) Gross.
0: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, uh, (laughs) American Guinness is a little bit different than uh, Irish Guinness, to be fair. But anyways, uh, we're we're critiquing about beer already and we haven't gotten to hashtag what are we drinking yet. Boys mentioned (laughs) we're the best team in Catalonia, and there's a reason why. Eintracht scored not one, not two, but three goals in the visit to Barcelona. Let's talk about well, yeah, final result, 3-2 to two in the away leg. Eintracht goes through, 4-3 uh, to three on aggregate. But let's talk about the element that was not seen on the pitch. It was outside the pitch. It was outside the stadium. It was the fans in the stadium. It was the atmosphere created around the city. Boys, um, over 30,000 Eintracht Frankfurt fans were in Barcelona, the city itself. Basically, everyone showing up primarily with a ticket. couple who showed up with that uh, just to enjoy the carnival-like atmosphere. And we, like all uh, Frankfurt fans, parted down like it was nobody's business. The streets were full. Everyone speaking German, as we have been told. People drinking beer. People drinking the bars dry to the point that they closed early in uh, Barcelona. <laughs> I mean... The fans were the, the, to use the American term, the 12th man. And uh, we conquered that Barcelona. That stadium was so white with all those fans wearing white, just like the players. And it did not feel like an away match. It to me felt like, at minimum, you're at the uh the Olympiastadion in Berlin for the Pokal finale where there's so many I fans drowning, you know, not making it an away day. That seemed if If not that, then even more so of a Frankfurt like crowd. This was a home
3: game. I mean, they started jumping, they started doing Pippi Langstrop and all those fans were jumping, (laughs) and you can see the front row. This was a home game for us. I mean, unbelievable. I heard more, way more Frankfurt chants than Barca fans. And they tried to do it in the second half. I mean, they lasted for like, what, 10 minutes? And then I already already started hearing Europa Cup, you know? Like, oh my God. (laughs) Barcelona was non existent. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there were that yeah, little corner. That little corner and the opposite end, uh the end that Barcelona like shot into. Uh it's like 3,000 feet. Half. Half.
3: We put more in the away stands than they put in their freaking home stands
0: <laughs> That was nuts. But hey, <laughs> such as life when you think that uh you know the Europa Pokal does not mean anything. You know what? Some other teams, such as ourselves, give a damn. Other teams in the Bundesliga have cared, such as Cologne. but when you have actually have the bottom basically come out, it kind of doesn't matter. In the, <laughs> it I kind mean, of it doesn't <laughs> matter at the end of the day. It's <laughs> so
3: crazy, too, because we shocked them so bad. And uh, Laporta, the president of Barca, said this, and I quote, what has happened in the stands is a shame that cannot be repeated. We must process the information. We have to take action, but wham, it's unfortunate. Wham. We will have to be stricter and not allow certain things. I feel ashamed <laughs> as a Barca fan. What a fucking loser, bro. It's because you couldn't <laughs> sell tickets to your fucking club. To be fair, you had to he take sold it over. plenty of
0: tickets. He sold God, plenty he of sucks. tickets. It's just, it's just his fans weren't buying them up. It was the away fans who were just like, no, Convenient no, no, Convenient no, no. excuse. Yeah, yeah I mean, if this was up, a Champions League, they would have all all those Catalonians would have shown up. We brought that
2: up over the last couple of weeks on this show and offline discussion as well. The fact that they are not really interested in being there, and you could hear the arrogance yesterday in the press conference with Zavi oh, yeah. saying things like, you know, well we're just going to put them back in their place, and you know, it, it, all that kind of little brother kind of bullshit. Um, you know, we we showed up today. We did what we had to do, and from you know, two hours before until an hour afterwards, that stadium belonged to Frankfurt. Uh we might as well <laughs> Hell yeah. you know build a little hut for Attila up on top of that gigantic <laughs> stadium. Because we own it now.
0: Yeah, we oh, owned so. it indeed. Nathan, uh you've kinda you've been kinda just like uh, chipping in here and there. What's your two bits? Uh oh.
1: It's just unreal, man. I, uh, just seeing those those fans just fill out fill out that plaza, and just they just kept filling it up. It just kept, and then it kept going, and then then you hear that they got permission to march, and it's just like I was getting texts from all these fans that are you know typically EPL or you know MLS fans, like holy oh shit, like your your team's just like covering Barcelona. I'm like fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> we when when we go to Europe, we go, we go, we mean it.
3: It was. Crazy. It's not because we haven't not been the first there before time either. Yeah, <laughs> no, because literally the same thing happened to me. I was getting text messages from my college friends. I had just had alumni weekend as well, and they're all like, "Oh, like it's gonna suck. You have to go to Camp Nou with the tie." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean it is what it is, but we'll still show up as a fan group." I was not expecting thirty thousand, let alone twenty thousand, in the fucking stands. <laughs> nuts. I mean, Twitter was blowing up. I was having people sending me videos from my friends, from like whatever they were following, of like what Barcelona was looking like, and it was flooded with white T-shirts everywhere. It was beautiful. I, uh, so basically I look
0: we have to wear the white all the time it's like how do uh, we beat Bayern <laughs> wear white how do we beat Barcelona wear white oh man right when I saw that they're
1: all wearing white I saw I had the frown jersey on because I was like we need to get some of the, the luck that the frown have because they're they're having a hell of a season so mm-hmm. I, I have the, that jersey on, and I see that it's almost 2 o'clock, which is the, game, the starting time for the game for me where I am. And so I run the fuck downstairs, and I put on that white jersey. I didn't have enough time to even take off the other jersey, so I'm wearing both,
3: and I'm still wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what's even crazier is like we're still undefeated in every single game of this competition. Like we don't haven't lost a game yet. The only hiccup we've had was the tie against Barcelona and we still end up beating them 3-2 at home. Like this team is incredible in Europa. And Brian, I gotta say, Kamada Mm. Island is looking shiny right now.
0: (laughs) And I hate to say it, but Mr. Europa
3: fucking showed up today.
0: Mr. Lopez showed up indeed. It was a wonderful sight to see the fact that this Japanese international uh, at times drives practically anyone who ever discusses anything on this podcast mad. Who's not called me. Well, he does drive (laughs) me up a wall, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, It's a love-hate
3: relationship. We all have him.
0: Yeah, so let's kind of get to uh, the match itself in particular. So, to be fair, My ice block had not even been uh, put down in front of me before the penalty had been uh, called. Now, I will admit, uh, there were Rangers fans watching with me. They had their goal happen literally about 60, 90 seconds beforehand, and they're going Mm -hmm. absolutely bananas. I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, ball into the, what the? Immediately, uh, as our Garcia yanked down uh, uh, Lindstrom in that that position, I was immediately like, no freaking way! No way, VAR <laughs> is gonna absolutely screw me over like it did at the weekend. No, and, uh, that's a penalty ten times out of ten.
1: Yes. Okay, so here sure.
0: I will point. I will ask the question. Phil Kostic is, t- is striding up to take the PK. In my head, I'm like, who? I mean, I was who on made my the decision to put Kostic up there, or did basically <laughs> say, nope, 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 not me? I mean, no, Kostich is
2: the one I want there because he, he's angry right now. He has something yes, to prove right now. And there's nobody who is going to place that more perfect or hit it harder than he did. I mean, he, he looked one way and he put it the other way, just
3: textbook. You're putting your best player on the spot. That's just textbook right there. And even if Moore is your striker and he's probably hot, Kostic, not 10 times out of 10. And he buried it. He proved to it. He was cool, calm, and collected. I mean, the celebration was great, too. I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, it, wasn't like a, it wasn't like an, oh, my God, we just scored against Barca celebration. It was like a confident celebration. Like, hey, like, hey, we're here. Like, Frankfurt has arrived. They, they also knew
2: as much as that was gifted to us with an early penalty, that it wasn't going to be enough. Uh, they did not, you know, just take their foot off the brake after that one. And I thought that was really important, too. It wasn't, hey, we got one up, one nil. uh, Let's just park the bus. They kept pushing.
0: Now, I like seeing that because uh, at that moment, it very much looked like, okay, Barcelona figured out, hey, we have to come out. We have to push. Thing was, as they would push, the Eintracht basically kind of shut down everything that would come in there. Guess what? Barcelona had a shot here. Had a shot there. Guess what? Wide of the mark. Wide of the mark. Wide of the mark. Easy for KT. Wide of the mark. Wide of the mark. Constantly going on. That had to been frustrating for the Barcelona guys, and let's move right to it. The rocket. Yeah. The absolute rocket from Boré. That going in. Frankfurt fans going bananas. The stadium being mostly Frankfurt fans. I mean, I, I swear that Barcelona <laughs> team looked at that ball in the net and were like, oh Shit.
3: He was feeling it though at the beginning of the game because in the literally if the first 30 seconds, he took a shot out of no man's land and it went wide. And I was like, okay, Boris, sure. Just get the first one out of the way. Just out of nerve. <laughs> and then when you hit that, I was like, he was feeling it at the beginning of kickoff. And that's why he was feeling it. And that was a boom. Ter Sagan had nothing on that shot. No one could save that shot. That was un freaking believable. I mean, it was a great, uh, pretty sure it was a. Assist from Kamada as well, unless I'm mixing it up with uh a Knopf. or Cost is it least, Oh it was not yeah, you're right, you're right. Um but oh my god.
2: <laughs> what a laser. I thought the best view of that was from the, the camera down at the other end by Kevin Trapp that caught the reaction of um was it Yakic or somebody? Or he just in went the, to the knees. A rota maybe. Somebody was like celebrating as the ball was still rising into the net. And that angle is just, I've probably watched it 20 times just in the last 10 (laughs) minutes we've been recording.
0: There you go. But yeah, look, that rocket going in, that suddenly said everything right there that Barcelona would have to do something absolutely spectacular because this team was ready to go. After. It was cr- it was um, crazy
3: because oh. like the no, first half Barcelona could not handle the press like it was mm. it was it was it was crazy because we had like it was five minutes of us kind of parking the bus and whatnot and then you know there was times where either Barcelona was kind of sloppy on their passing because there was a lot of times they were sloppy on, the, on their passing besides Dembélé <laughs> he completely tore it up on that wing but oh I'm not gonna God. look at he that was- because fuck that it was ineffective towards the end um but like every time we did end up winning winning the ball in the in the midfield or so it was like Custich was gone Kamada was gone Linship was gone we all had this press and Barca was struggling to come back and just seeing like all right you know we have like the quote-unquote the three best center backs in their point of view because they're FC Barcelona they'll handle it yes they handled it a couple times but like I think it was like by the 40th minute or so, there was a stat that popped up that we had four shots on target and Barcelona only had one. And it was like 70% (laughs) possession for Barcelona, 30% possession for us. And so it would just prove that Barcelona could not handle the press. Um, Ansgar Knauf torched Jordi Alba like into father yes, he time, bro. Like Jordi Alba needs to retire after that game because <laughs> Knauf should have had at least. I mean that one that one dribble he had on the wing was amazing too. But that the one where he made Alba actually uh, trip and the ball went over the net when he shot with his right foot, he should have he should have scored that one. I mean
0: this should have been a five nothing game for fuck's sake. <laughs> Very true, very true. Um, so, yeah, we're going into the half. I'm buzzing. Everyone else is buzzing. Oh, my gosh. I'm Not pouring sitting beer down. down my gullet. Thank God I had eaten beforehand, because last time, uh, <laughs> that went straight to my head. <laughs> uh, the last time that we got off to this sort of uh, start... Uh, against barcelona uh yeah lessons learned folks lessons learned can't teach old dog new tricks uh or just remember what the old tricks were Anywho, so the way that uh barcelona kind of came out in the second half if i can fast forward to there you know if they make the change at halftime but you could then see that they're having to totally try attempt to kind of reset the way that everything's going so you got uh, Frankie Dion coming on. What a pain! What a whiny uh, kid that is. I mean, if you've got children, they they must be angels compared to that little punk ass. Uh, <laughs> there are a few players that made me think in my head. You know what? Take a red car by breaking his leg. <laughs> That, that, that sounds are barbaric coming from me, I know, but sometimes you just need to – sometimes you just need to drop – I mean, that's why I love hockey. You can just drop the gloves and just – crush someone, and it's still okay. Boston soccer kind of can bite you right in the ass, uh, such as sadly, yeah, getting his uh, his yellow card uh, in the first half. Now, he did kind of lash head. out the referee a little bit, but uh, we're going to miss Why? him in that Why? first leg Why? of the semifinal. <laughs> Literally in uh, his
3: face the whole time. It was unbelievable. <laughs> was that's like, true. Bro, you're, 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 you're screaming for a yellow card.
0: Yes, he was. Exactly, exactly. And so, let's. Yeah, Barcelona. You know, 15 minutes of them trying to apply pressure, and the fact was, we pushed it right back in their faces. I mean, I was glad that uh, our fellow American Sergio Mendes was able to uh, finally get back onto the pitch from itself from an American standpoint, but. No, Kamada finding cautious to cut in and go for the far post.
2: We all knew where that ball was God. going. We all knew where that <laughs> we ball all knew. was going, and the thing yeah. is, it
0: was—you just were like, "Oh, baby, fine. it's like it's kind of like in a Happy Gilmore when he yells at the ball, yet? get in your hole," and it did. He literally That's scored time. the
3: exact same goal against Bayern right across the net through the legs of a defender. I think it was Kimmich at that time. At this point, it was against Sergino Jess. Sorry, U.S. men's national team fans. But I mean, Jesus, close, close your legs, kid. Kostic is going to shoot through it. But Kevin Trapp had a great save on Aubameyang as well early in the in the oh, second yeah. half because yeah. that was one of his moments as well. One of his one of the two saves he only needed to make for us. All the other ones were piss poor shots by Barca. Um, but dude, Kamada with two assists today, Brian. I mean, talk talk to us about King of Kam- uh, Kamada Island right now. Like, how do you feel about that?
0: Hell yeah! You know, he you know he had himself his best game he's had in a few matches, a few European matches. And yet, I kept on thinking in my head, like, uh, as I at once a third goal went in, I then did go to my phone. I then did check the score of the West Ham and Olympic Lyon match and saw it down there. I'm like, ah, West Ham United, they're doing well. I'm like, wait a second, I'm going to jinx myself. I'm like, well... He does love scoring against teams in London, so we've got some more fireworks to ha- have happen down the line, but very pleased with him. I did think that Lindstrom... Uh, like, whilst not getting any assists of, uh, that I know of, unless you want to count him getting an assist for the Kossett the PK, I think that Lindstrom was actually the better of the two uh, in terms of the attacking midfielders that play right behind Bore. Well, they should have
3: scored that goal from yeah. the Kamada pass, that tr- hit off Tristek and Shin. That would have been an easy 3 nothing in the 50th minute. It should have been a 5-0 yeah. the game, like I said.
2: Commodore nearly
3: curled that one in the 78th, too. That would have been chasing on the cake at Oh and now. my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. But that was just on <laughs> if that was just on target a little bit, six
0: nothing. This should have been a six-nothing game, fellas. When you know, when we did make the double substitution uh come to the 80th minute, honestly. That was when I was actually starting to get worried. You know, Shruistid came out for Rhoda, which Rhoda after I criticized him in the last episode, you know, Rhoda really came out and gave it a yeah, result, really put in a very strong uh match. Shruistid, who got picked a BL totally. card like immediately afterwards, like I don't know. In that sort of moment, I am kind of wondering. It's like, why are we not throwing on Ilsenka? Why are we not throwing on Hasebe to just be like, nope, this thing's being shut down, shut down right now. And because uh, I, I, I think
3: I think Glassa wanted to avoid parking the bus for that longer, put some fresh legs in the midfield to you know continue the counter-attacking style. Yeah. In my opinion, it did it did kind of feel that way. Because then he did end up subbing in both, um, you know, um, what's his face, Hasebe and... Why am I blanking on his name? The liquor's literally again to me. Timothy Chandler. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. You know, for both Torre and Knauf and kind of re- reorganize that right side because <laughs> Knauf was tearing it up, like I said earlier. And then Torre was kind of sitting back a little bit more. So Torre was getting tired when Barca was trying to get on us. Torre deserved his flowers as well. He had a great game today. I mean, the whole defense had a great game. I oh mean, we was going yeah, off right. the
0: bench, coming off just cold. Just coming as in hell. cold.
3: Right, right. I mean <laughs> unbelievable. And we <laughs> practically played five in the back area's going time Barca played. because I don't like the last time I saw Costage playing that far behind next to Andika uh-huh. was when we played Bayern and I was like, Okay, like yeah. this is this is what this, this is this is exactly what we did uh in the twenty nineteen campaign in the Europa League where we had really kind of sat back Just, and we played Inter, Benfica, Chelsea. Like we did that and it worked out perfectly. And mm-hmm. I'm glad uh-huh. Glassner saw that. Buffalo. The Buffalo.
1: And by the
2: way,
1: <laughs> the Kna- I, no Canal. The Canal and and Kostic played so far back, and as soon, like you said, yeah. As soon as they got the somebody sniffed the ball out, they were fucking off to the races, like they're uh, running in a hundred meter dash in the Olympics, like they were just, just fucking soon. go. They went for yeah. the fucking races. It's like this is this is it. This is the, the, everything is clicking. <laughs>
3: it's just. But, Oh. It, was, it was incredible how every single time we did win that ball, it was like, all right, here we go. Fasten your seatbelts, and you just mm-hmm. saw everyone go. Like you felt the wind running through your hair. Buffalo. Buffalo.
0: <sighs> God,
3: this is a Goose fucking bumps. game. <laughs> oh. so, so,
0: Knauf, true or false, he's watched way too many Rob, uh, Aaron Robin videos and was just trying to replicate it.
3: As he should. But the ballot- <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 What other better right midfielder with the left foot does it better than did it better than Arjen
0: Robin? No one that I can ever think no of. One. Like, exactly. No one exactly. Maybe Messi. Maybe Messi. I mean, Messi's but yeah, Messi wasn't usually coming in from the wing, but. Um, but yeah, what I, I, I saw from Knauf was something a little different in this game, and I'm just kind of wondering, like, hey, I track board. Uh, have you figured out how to negotiate with uh, Dortmund? Oh, no. Because
3: yeah, they exact. really
0: need to. But I'm actually thinking of it in these terms, that they need to wait for Dortmund to start, like, buying players in the off season, like, start, like, throwing out lots of money and then having his uh, buyout clause, you know, prepared at that moment in time. Yeah, because here's the thing uh, though he's, he's a, on fire. He's the guy who I wanna now look. He is on fire, and young players are, tend to have their peaks, and they're also like have their valleys. Now uh, there's still plenty of time for him to have one of those. But I am of the mindset that he's so on fire right now that. He's the perfect foil to have on the opposite side of the pitch uh, for costage. And we've been asked, screaming for that for so long that it's kind of like, no how the Sam Hell was it that Dortmund? Well, I mean, one, how the Sam Hell did we get him from Dortmund? And two, mm-hmm. following up on that, how the hell do we not have a buyout cause already in place? That's like that. That's peanuts compared to what his true value might possibly be, you know, two, five, eight years down the line.
1: Uh, do do we even have a buyout clause for him? I don't no, think we do. We have him Not for like yet.
3: two years. I'm pretty sure, or year a, year a year and a half. Just a year and a
0: half alone. So we got all. We basically have. Um, let's see, uh, fourteen fourteen months, boys. But to but figure either out way, how even,
3: either way, I don't even think Dortmund's <laughs> going to let us sell him because, or let mm. them sell sell him to us because. He's, he's young, he's on fire, he's German, he probably wants to play Champions League football. I mean, here's the thing, and I don't want to look ahead past, you know, West Ham and then Passover, we'd play after this, but if we make it to the Champions League, Custage stays with us. And if Custage stays with us, well, that kind of broadens our horizon in terms of players coming in as well. I mean, we have, we're going to have great talent coming in. We're going to, you know, uh, revamp our defense as well. As great as it has been playing right now. Again, I don't want to look that far ahead, but if we make Champions League and win this fucking thing, we have to, we, 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 we do it, you know? We do it. We keep him. and that's well, We also keep to other
2: players, too. Exactly. a guy like Handika does not have to be sold yeah that's a big one that's a big one And if anything, Kandika like still has to be sold to me. <laughs> <laughs> no because if we qualify for Europe you know he's going to be good for us in at least six group that's play true. matches next year
0: yeah well hey we already pretty much have locked in a uh, Yinspecter Hauge for a uh, buy at the end of the summer yeah. so why not get uh, he's looking hungry he's
3: gonna he, he's gonna get hot
0: oh yeah it's only a matter of time and with the way that we've been playing hey guess what we're gonna have squad rotation uh, this match on Sunday is coming up and it's gonna rear its ugly head kind of like uh, how you just kind of roll <laughs> out of bed after a long night of drinking
1: seriously There'll be a lot of people tomorrow doing
3: that <laughs> <laughs> in Barcelona. <laughs> It was, what what amazes me towards the end of the game is like when the ref had his like headset get all screwed up and stuff like that. I was like, okay, you I know what? So we'll pissed. get five extra so minutes pissed. here. Yeah, like like it's like of course it's gonna happen to us. Like in these like the five these five extra minutes are gonna be the longest five minutes of our lives. And then of course <laughs> they put up nine minutes, and I was just like, well, shit. Now we're really screwed. <laughs> and- I've,
1: I've never I've never seen that many cards get thrown out. Uh, oh. It's just, ins- it was unreal.
3: Need and to- some of them warranted for sure. <laughs> oh, I- for sure. you agree with the penalty <laughs> at the end. Would no, a no, I, I, I was no, just going to get to that, Chris. I was literally just going to get to that. That is a classic. You get up for the, you get up with your elbows up because you're protecting your head and Dika happens to hit him in the head, which is legal. So I do not understand why that was a yellow card or, or a foul for the mat, for that matter. And then for even getting, giving him a yellow card is just fucking stupid as well. But I, I don't really care about it at the same time because I just wanted to finish the game, but. Yeah, I'm gonna put on my
2: tinfoil hat for a second. Oh, I, I think love it. That was we need to make Barcelona not look so bad for those that didn't see the game. At least uh-huh. the, the score line is more respectable at this point. But I know Frankfurt's still gonna win. To me, that's what that stupid ref
3: was thinking. I'm going to be posting that 3-0 scoreboard more often than we would be posting 3-2 because we were at Barcelona 3-0 at the Camp Nou, and those other two uh-huh. guys were pulled. I mean, but Busquets of the had a
0: Hold the phone. Uh, yeah, Busquets, that was, that that was a shot laser. Shot. I was just like,
3: whoa.
2: Yeah, that was a shot. That was a shot. But we held them scoreless for 90 minutes
3: on <laughs> yeah. their home pitch. Right. It's yeah. quite I incredible. Mean, it, it just sucks that we don't have Indeekin next time, but we get two to back and then it's either Traore or Hasebe against West Ham, but Fuck well, boys. That's a big we point. Just, we, we did
2: this without Tuta, too. And without that's So. That's huge. And
0: yeah.
2: without So. Oh,
0: that's a great point.
2: How do so we get answer 30, 30
0: minutes
3: in without that?
0: <laughs> because we were so giddy.
3: <laughs> we played full on emotion. Like I said, the fans were a huge contributor to today's win. Like, unbelievable. Like, having twenty. like I, like I said, so it was true. like a second home so game. True. It was like, and this is this is why this club is so amazing. It's just like we could have a bunch of no name players to you know people that do not follow uh, you know the Bundesliga, let alone Frankfurt or vice versa. Um, You know these guys are kind of no name players, and we are we are on the map now. Like we just beat a top tier team called FC Barcelona that is second in La Liga, going to be in the Champions League regardless this year. But we prevented them of having them winning any silverware. Like in the first time in <laughs> God, probably their history, like you got to think about they're so that. pissed. They're so pissed. They they're not winning anything this year, and we prevented that. It's a wonderful feeling to have. We beat a
2: top. We beat a top hype team. I'm not going to call them I, top tier because top tier teams win those games. We beat a top hype team on their pitch.
1: Based on how based on how they're all acting, and you know, after the post. Post match, you know, all the Bar Barcelona, including you, you said Xavi, uh, said some pretty despicable things after, after yeah.
2: the loss. Even afterwards.
1: Um, yeah, even after, like, I, I, it leads me to believe that they're gonna try to like write some like new rule about like ticketing sales. <laughs> that is just gonna be like <laughs> the Eintracht so. rule. I know. And I, I, I can't wait for it. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> like, that too.
3: You can only buy like you'd rather have, have an empty
1: fucking stadium. You'd rather have an empty fucking stadium. Then and not have this atmosphere and yep. win the game,
0: <laughs> it's you know. Just, Frankfurt, Frankfurt, it's a funny thing Frankfurt, was that so they say desperate. that? Yeah, go ahead. Of
1: no,
2: I, I was just gonna say that you know, Frankfurt fans are so desperate to get back and support their club. We're selling 50,000 tickets against, um, you know, no offense, but like Freiburg and and <laughs> and and Good. these clubs that nobody outside of Germany knows right. who they are. And yet we bring that many to your city and pack into your ridiculously big stadium and make you look stupid. Don't blame anybody but yourself.
3: Uh Uh-huh. But you, exactly. make, you make a great point, Nathan. Take though, because I bet you, I bet you, what they're going to do is now is like you can only buy Barcelona tickets if you're in Barcelona. So they're going to make fans purchase, you know, flights yeah. into Barcelona, mm-hmm. get, get, a, get a hospitality, you know, commodities and whatnot, and then good luck getting a ticket in a sense. And that's how you can buy a ticket. Where you know, I assume yep. us, we just kind of went, oh look, we can, you know, it's the 21st fucking century. We could probably get some apps, <laughs> buy it, buy it while we're in Frankfurt. Oh look, there's a ticket oh, cool. so let's go buy some plates, let's go Let's go get a hotel or stay in a hostel or fucking just stay in a taxi. Who cares? We're going to watch Frankfurt beat Barcelona. Well, you know, there's
2: <laughs> there's some ticketing executives in London right now trying to figure out what they're going to do too because they have a massive stadium there, and they're going to figure out how uh, oh, do we man, limit it only to people with, with an England mailing address? How do they handle it? They get did gun. that in
0: Chelsea, and that ended up with – a like only 80% filled stadium.
3: Right. And I guarantee you Frankfurt fans have already booked their tickets in London and like their flights and their hotels and everything like that. Guaranteed. All (laughs) 20,000. 30,000. Whatever. (laughs)
0: I mean, to be fair, they could play this match probably at Wembley State. Now, the team who, well, we, I guess we can move on to that. Uh, the team that Eintracht will be facing is another to. London team, <laughs> West Ham United. If you've never heard of them, or maybe you've only heard of them once before, Green Street Hooligans will basically fill you in on everything there is to know about these guys. They, a long time ago, had some success domestically and have uh, been in like two previous European cup finals, just like us with one win and one loss to their name. And it's been a long, long time since they've been seen or heard. They've done a lot of uh, yo-yoing. I do look at them a little bit like us. Their fans mm. are just green street hooligans. Uh, if you have heard of the movie, Kind of self-explanatory, I would hope, for anyone who's <laughs> listening in on this. But I will say this, because uh, I literally just checked to make sure how many uh, seats they did fill for uh, their match, their uh, quarterfinal home match against Olympic Lyon. And it was 50, nearly a full capacity crowd. Just hundred, like only a couple hundred uh, tickets unsold compared to uh, what the so-called capacity is, so I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to get some paltry sum when it comes to a traveling contingent because uh, so we didn't really cover this uh, bit of news when it happened, when uh, the Idris <laughs> fans visited Seville. I think we did. they started you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, if, we did. If we did, I've forgotten. But <laughs> we did. The, we did. Uh, I, so, we were taking, they up our, we're taking on on a Wednesday, and... They, yeah, this is the same that uh we uh, that Sebastian Haller was sold uh to from Eintracht. And uh so we our match against Real Betis in <laughs> Seville was on a Wednesday. On a Thursday, <sighs> one time was playing uh Seville. And uh yeah. there uh, there's God. a little there's a little instance between our fans, and the likelihood is that those they started pretons- it. Doesn't really matter. It's the like. Uh, I mean, I wasn't there, Nathan, so I can't exactly say who uh, who allegedly. pulled the starters gun in that one. But I've heard, I've
1: heard they threw the beer bottles. Allegedly, they threw and, it first,
0: and the and the Frankfurt fans caught the beer bottles, drank what beer was left, and threw it back <laughs> out. <laughs>
2: classic, classic.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's who we have next. Boys, I know the English-speaking media is going to be buzzing for this. It's going to be annoying as hell because all they're going to do is just talk up their own chances when we know full well that, hey, there's a reason why we are here and that Barcelona is not. And we're just going to have to prove it all over again. So this round, we are going to be playing on the road. This is going to be played on uh, April the 28th. Uh, So it's also going to be at the same time that uh, in the other side of the bracket that uh, the other German club that is uh, from the east part of Germany is going (coughs) to be taking on a Scottish club, Glasgow Rangers and their legs. So two German clubs and two British clubs. One is English, one is Scottish. And if anyone tries to have a go at me, hey, I made that. I obviously highlighted the difference between the two, so get <laughs> off my nuts.
3: It's <laughs> a geography. Having uh, <laughs> tracks, uh, I like it.
0: Yeah. Britain um, an <laughs> and Island. In the off chance that it ends up being Leipzig and us, that'd be fun to, <sighs> um, to keep the Plastic Club from winning uh, some silverware, at least a uh, piece of silverware that we know that we can actually prohibit them from winning uh, Union uh, Freiburg and Oswald it's up to you to kind of prohibit them from the other to be fair but honestly I'd love it nothing more than uh, Glasgow Rangers to face off against Eintracht uh, we faced oh, yeah. off against each other once before in the run to the 1960 European Cup final which was also played in Glasgow and just we say, crushed them crazy? in both matches be so fun to do it all over again. I mean seriously I mean it'd be kind
3: of, I mean first of all what a Europa League final to have a Glasgow Rangers versus Eintracht Frankfurt I mean that is probably unheard of like one of the craziest underdog stories awesome. probably right um, but what I love about you know us playing West Ham is that we're away f- at first you know which is kind of nice because this kind of gives us a safety mm-hmm. net just in case we do shit the bed over at the Olympic <laughs> Stadium in London you know they're coming in, they're coming into our house they're coming into stadium, and you know they're going to you know kind of cry themselves to sleep at that point and it's gonna be nice because it's also gonna be cinco de Mayo so we'll have that Margarita kind of drunk going so tequila will keep us going um but yeah I mean West Ham, the West Ham has a lot of passionate fans like you said the green she hooligans. so
0: this is not the and historically speaking this will not be the first time we've played against each other in a competitive match. Can anyone tell me when this happened outside of just saying generically a long time ago? A long, long time ago. (laughs) Can I say like Uh, seventies? Yes, actually. Uh, It was uh, 75, 76 uh, cup winners cup. And uh, I remember those days. Uh yeah, so Aussie we got buck. knocked out in the uh quarterfinals. Uh excuse uh no, excuse me, the semifinals by West Ham. West Ham uh ended up losing to Anderlecht in that European Cup final, uh losing to the Belgians. Actually, uh so this is kind of fun fact. Um uh the team that Anderlecht had to defeat was actually uh Zwickau In the semifinals, back when the East Germans were, you know, reasonably able to uh, win uh, something every now and then. Well, to be fair, only one title, but, you know, that's kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, I'm really excited for this opportunity, guys, because once again, we're going to have a chance to prove (coughs) again in London, shut up, you, uh, that that (laughs) Eintracht is able to just put to bed any freaking. English opposition that comes our way. We've got a long history of playing against uh, teams from London and not since West uh, not since Tottenham Hotspur in the 81 82 cup winners cup quarterfinals has Eintracht even been defeated in a knockout phase match by a Nicos club, because uh, we played West Ham United in the oh, 0607 UEFA Cup groups phase, and we played against Arsenal in the group phase, and we didn't lose technically any match to Chelsea because they're all one-one draws. <laughs> we love London. <laughs> we love freaking London, but thank God uh, we're getting it out of the way first. The same. The, ma- yeah, the magic
3: yeah. that will be at the stadium will be, but not to say we're not strong away. You know, I mean, come on, we've beat mm-hmm. we've beat Inter in you know Milan. We've beaten Shakhtar in Donetsk. We've beaten Benfica in Benfica. I don't even know what fucking city uh, uh, in. Lisbon, Lisbon. Yeah, Jesus, Lisbon. oh wow. Good morning, Wagner. <laughs> it's the beer now talking, and now we've beaten Barcelona no in Camp New. and on top of that, we tied Chelsea at home. But we should have won. So actually, I, I think we're a
2: stronger team on the road in these tournaments. We are. Because we play that chip on the shoulder so well. Our traveling yeah. support is so strong. I mean, even take out today, just you know, group uh group stage matches in Rome and and every other random city around Europe the last few years uh-huh. is just been remarkable turnouts. So it's very rare that you can take a a home field advantage on the road with you, but we do it, you know, week after week in this competition. It's beautiful. All yeah. right,
0: that's gonna that's a good spot to put us a uh, cap on first half of this podcast. Uh, a very, the, one of the longest uh, first segments we've ever done. Except for <laughs> #Hashtag What are we drinking? And uh, I'm going with Chris. What are you drinking? All right. What are you drinking? So,
2: let me pop it I've been waiting 20 minutes because we're behind schedule so uh today's victory was sweet you know I love a theme I'm gonna keep it short and sweet with a raspberry vanilla porter from Austin Brothers Brewing in Alpena Michigan that's right about if you're looking at the palm of your right hand you're right about the tip of your pointer finger up there that's our Michigan map is our right hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alpena, Michigan. That sounds the way, are like, what the way hell is he way up about? there.
2: It, it's up there, uh, but Austin Brothers is an Awesome brewery. Really good, really good porters. Really good
0: stouts. Mm. All right, uh, sounds great, Nathan. What do you got for us?
1: Well, um, I've, I've been uh, pretty happy today, as as y'all have been too, and uh, we've been talking about this Estrella Dom. Um, and I was like, you know, I don't have I don't have access to that, but I can I can tap my Mexican lager keg and go into that. And yes. so yeah, I went back to that and it's getting better by the day. Oh my god, this thing this is just fucking it's like the best beer I've ever drank in my life. Have you named oh, it? Oh, it's so good. It
0: was the greatest beer on all of the world. <laughs> well, It is. I haven't had a chance to me. use that voice in a long time and I took it. <laughs>
1: fair fair so that's what i'm drinking my own concoction it's great tastes great i don't know if it's the wind that makes it taste great but it fucking tastes amazing
2: does it have a name nathan
0: um it's got to be astrea something Estrella <laughs> adler i don't know there you go there you go and to be fair i actually had a chance to, uh, uh i was reminded of that uh that certain bit from uh, 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 beer, the beer movie Beer Fest because uh, where I was watching the match uh, it was like <laughs> that the person sitting next to me was actually a Stuttgart friend from Stuttgart visiting with his girlfriend uh, for Easter in America and all he wanted to talk about was barbecue and then I'm like well you know uh, what do you think of this beer and then he was just like well it's better than Beck's and I just start cracking up and I'm like you've seen Beer Fest Avenue he's like Let's not talk about that, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. What have you got for us? I think I've talked enough
3: about them today. But other half brewing company. <laughs> I just found out too. Um, they just opened up a new location right next to Rockefeller Center, which is like oh, a nice. block away from my work. That's and expensive usually property. they're all the way down in Brooklyn. Cheaper than you would think for a four pack. It's, it's like nineteen dollars. And I was like, I Wait, I'll take five six. bucks
0: still a beer. Yeah, uh, for a big can. Uh, fair enough. I mean, Take I was it. just there. Uh, I was uh, on more than one occasion. I was just kind of like raised eyebrows at some prices. So I'm just like, say what well now? <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Big city life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, I'm back, boys, on the Palsman Evil boy uh, i kind of been crushing. Hell yeah, I you been, are. I've been crushing a full <laughs> bottle today. And... Uh, it's uh, it's, doing, it's doing the job wonderfully. I just wish, and uh, I have this conversation actually in the beer hall. Uh, I just wish that more EboLoi was uh, exported into the United States. Hey, I'm an importer, exporter. Any pos- person who works with any of these EboLoi companies, hit me up at, on social media, and we can see what we can do in terms of working with U.S. Customs and bringing it into the country. I'm just saying we need some more. Anyways, hey Brian, the- Brian, mm. hold on. Did you say you're an importer so or exporter?
2: <laughs> you talked to uh, Vandalay Industries in New
0: York. <laughs> uh, the thing is,
2: three, three of us on this podcast know exactly what show Oh, yeah.
3: Is <laughs> yeah, I'm very lost. <laughs> uh,
1: goodness I wish you guys saw my gracious. Face. Brian, uh, you can you can be my importer <laughs> exporter.
0: <laughs> That's gonna wrap it up for a second. Watergate, I don't I Frankfurt. <laughs> you'll you'll learn when you're older. Uh, stay with us and just a jiffy. We'll talk about uh, what else is up for Eintracht for this weekend. So stay with. Oh, And we're back. Segment two. Hey, I'm Trek Frankfurt. Nathan, podcaster extraordinaire and editor. Man, you're going to enjoy doing this one. That's for sure. I got Chris Detroit hanging around, even though it's late. The wife must be still uh, on the Peloton right now, so you're not in trouble just yet. And Matt, well, you got got nothing else better to do on a Thursday night in the Big (laughs) Apple. So, hey. Glad everyone could join us for this special edition of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Boys, we've been talking about everything that happened this Thursday. Uh, so we're playing on Easter Sunday. And when I was asked, who's Eintracht got next? I, in my adulation, in my just just blind hysteria for the Eintracht defeating Barcelona, I actually looked at uh, the person in question and said, i actually have totally forgotten and who is that it's union and uh, uh. yeah eisen union comes to play the eintracht and <laughs> boys, it's not gonna lie i'm looking at them and i'm like you know what i want you to beat uh, leipzig and i kind of want our players to just kind of hey look keep keep the groove going because we'll be playing against Hoffenheim on the, the following weekend on Saturday before we then uh, face off against uh, West Ham United in our first match on the Thursday. So at uh, this is moment in time. I just want everyone to uh, kind of get that match fit in his back. It's so rocking and rolling so that he is all sharp as can possibly be, because uh, of course, you talked about it off air and I'll bring it to light. Um, there is a five point gap between us and seventh place. And considering that three of the four Pokal, uh, semi-finalists are currently, you know, like, uh, in the top seven, uh, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a position where we're like, uh, yeah. Um, unless we win the Europa league, uh, we're not going to be playing in Europe because there's such a gap between us and Union Hoffenheim. We're also on the same uh, points tally, something to keep in mind for next weekend. And we didn't did ourselves no justice in falling to Freiburg. And there is a whopping nine point gap between us and Freiburg, which is the fifth place qualification to the group phase. And well, let's not even talk about Champions League because that's at this point, 12 points. Twelve point gap is impossible to make up at this moment in time. As even uh, Borussia Dortmund at this moment in time, even though they kind of they have been kind of sucking eggs and just kind of chucking along, just not doing much of anything, they basically have already qualified for the Champions League. So, I'm looking at this match, and I kind of have no expectations from the squad. Minus, hey, don't get injured, don't get hurt. That's 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 all I need. Let's be real. This is a party. This isn't a soccer game. We're going to go to Berlin.
3: It's just going to be another time for us just to <laughs> party. We could be losing 4-0, and we'll still be screaming our hearts out. Like, this is we could be winning
0: 4-0, and the Union Berlin fans will also be just acting like it's a party, too. So it's a wonderful stadium that uh, we get to visit.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a special place. It's a place you know, that I,
0: is almost all standing room only. I think one of Did us we can have, talk about the stadium room only experience. Well, we haven't been there since they
2: came up, right? Due to the COVID restriction.
0: Uh full stadium. I don't yeah, think full I mean. stadium. I don't think full yeah. stadium we've had a chance yet. We haven't
2: seen
1: them. We haven't really seen them. But I'm I feel right I feel and like I f- oh man. So at, at dinner time we were talking and I was talking to Allison, who's ambivalent about football sports anything in general she just listens to me talk about this this team that i love and she she knows how how two-headed we are you know huh. two-faced and i told her about the game and it, it, she's like oh that's great so you guys are gonna lose this weekend <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong. i was like ah i hate it i hate you uh yeah the the Facing off Berlin is kind of like a different different beast. It's like trying to, I don't know. It's almost like a culture that I, I we certainly feel like our fan bases certainly respect each other. So it's kind of like a competition of like, uh, you know, they, they're the city underdog in Berlin and have been killing are they it in the past. Are they anymore? Uh, well, I mean, 29. i I, I, st- I would imagine, you know, in zeitgeist, they probably are, but um they they they're, <laughs> they're going to be the ones that stay in the league this this year and Herta uh, yeah. is going to sink like a fucking rock. <laughs> um well let's hope. No, so like I I think it's going to be the interesting thing to me is I know that we aren't going to show up 100%. It'll be a good time. Yeah, like you said, we're not we're not here like I feel like we've somewhat thrown in the towel this year on the league. So like if they show up, you know, there's no, I don't have any expectation that they're going to show up. So if they do, all the better. But like, I, I, I want to see what our fans show up as really. Honestly, that's like, like if we, if we, if we roll into Berlin is like, I mean, we're not going to roll into Berlin like we did in Barcelona. But <laughs> like it, if it's like even a tenth of that, I'm gonna be like, holy shit, this wave, this wave could keep
0: going. Oh. No. <laughs> all right. So, so what are we thinking prediction wise then? Oh, I, I I don't see us
3: walking away with a win. <laughs> I don't want to say 2-1 loss. I'm not saying it's a 2-1 loss for Frankfurt, so I'm saying 1-1 draw. There you go. Okay. What about you, Nathan?
1: Oh, um, uh, I think we're going to try to play for a draw. So, <laughs> I'll say gonna, maybe. Oh, loss.
2: man, 2-1, two, 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 loss. So. I came into this one pretty well convinced we were going to lose when we started recording this. And I was looking ahead at some, some metrics cause I'm such a numbers dork. Um, but the more we're sitting here, the more I think it might work in our favor. And here's why. Um, if this game was being played at home, there would be the emotional letdown because the fans on the road need time to physically recover. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, there would be an emotional letdown. The stadium at home would never live up to what it did tonight or Thursday, if you're listening afterwards. But I think going on the road into a hostile environment that's hostile in a scale, you're not going into a 70,000 seat stadium. That's going to be raucous. They make, you know, 12,000 or whatever sound like 70, but I think it's manageable, but it's still going to have that edge that might keep us up and keep us more alert. So I'm going to back off. I was going to say a 2-1 to loss. I'm going to back off of that, and I'm going to say a 2-2 to draw. I think we got a little hmm. scoring touch right now. I mean, we put four goals in against Barcelona. We we know how to score uh, over two matches, four goals. I think we're going to put a couple in the net, but we're going to be a little more disappointed with the defensive play. 2-2. Uh,
0: Is there hungover?
1: The thing is (laughs) I
0: see a lot of the same similarities that you guys are seeing and that we're just going to be gassed, we're going to be run ragged you know what we were gassed when you faced off against Leipzig and Leipzig has got a hell of a lot more uh, firepower than Union does Union is not really all too fast they just kind of wear you down over the course of a match I think this is going to end up just like Leipzig. I think this is going to be a nil-nil draw. And we're going to be very happy with the point that we're taking home. And O'Neill fans will be like, damn it. this was a." They're going to look at this as a gilded opportunity. But they'll also be thinking, well, so long as if it's a 70th, 80th minute, they may take their foot and it's still, you know, no winner in sight. But everyone is still, in you know, unhurt. They may take their foot. I mean, I'm serious. They may take the foot off the gas because midweek is the DFB Pokal. They face mm-hmm. off against Leipzig, where That's big. that is, that is the biggest match for them since yeah. their promotion match against Stuttgart. And if you want to even say this is bigger than that semifinals, bigger than that, then this is the biggest match coming up for them since they lost in the final. What, like uh, 20 years ago to uh, Schalke? So I'm predicting nil-nil draw. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, I mean, Try Frankfurt, episode 217. Woof. (laughs) What a one it was (laughs) this time. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for being a part of the podcast. Uh, Chris in Detroit, where can we find you on social media?
2: Instagram Twitter Peloton every day on Peloton at c in the d three
0: one three Matt where can we find you on social media on Twitter at uh, underscore wag m8 and you also on our Instagram page so uh, get uh if you happen to follow us on Instagram and you like what you're seeing let them know make
3: what a day
0: we had 200 followers today and we fucking beat Barcelona boom boom <laughs> I don't know what is bigger ha. <laughs> uh, Nathan podcast uh, producer extraordinaire where can we find you in the social media landscape when you're not uh, cheering for the Eintracht, scaring off old ladies in your neighborhood and uh, oh, telling off other St. Louis citizenry
1: <laughs> I'm glad we told that part scaring the lady off the air <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for her Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at NAJAKWA you can find me on uh, Discord too where I, I I feel like this podcast guys could have went like three or four more hours there's so many th- things that I want to say that will just let, be left unsaid um, but if you want to talk with us about that there we will talk ad nauseum about Eintracht Frankfurt at all hours un- until of the day we and fall night. asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter. That is at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at H E F Hey, I'm Track Frankfurt on Instagram, where Matt does an amazing job. Facebook.com slash H E F Pod yeah. for all the latest news and information on Ein Track Frankfurt and the English language. Uh and uh yeah that's gonna wrap it up for this episode thanks everyone for joining thank you for listening to this wonderfully jovial podcast and uh we'll be catching you on the next episode so until then juice europa europa hey